fade in. You're listening to Let's Bogart. Please welcome your host, Daniel Williston. It's me, it's just me. Welcome, buds! You're listening to Let's Bogart, the recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So, whether you're here for the plot or the pot, we'll roll camera and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. Oh, buds, this is so exciting. This is the second, only the second group Bogart podcast that we've done. It's very exciting time. We've got a couple of great people in the cannabis industry and the entertainment industry. It's going to be a, a, a mess of fun. Let's get into it. We don't have time to dick around here. We did some cool stuff today. We did, uh, 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 we looked at and smoked Muskoka grown blueberry OG. And we used that to watch the Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight is a 1996 movie that was filmed in Muskoka, Ontario, and uh, a, a couple other places in Ontario. And like Muskoka, it's batshit crazy. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to these amazing people that we have on the show right now because they're really, uh, uh, really a treat. So first we have... Lisa Spences Lee. She is an inventory specialist at Superette, and she has her diploma in interior decorating. Lisa, what's something that your coworkers do not know about you? <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Um, maybe not all of them know that I did competitive cheerleading for eight years. What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. Hey. I did not know that. Yeah. I Tell us about what was that like? Um, it was nothing like the movies that you see, aka like Bring It On. I wasn't out here saying like ice, ice, whatever. Um, it was more like we go regionals, provincials, nationals, and we are on a main stage with hundreds and hundreds of other cutthroat teams who are like getting injured even when they're practicing in the practice arenas. So it's intense, but it's super sick because you're like, I could either kill this person by dropping them accidentally or be very, very successful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess if you drop them uh, and they die, that that would be truly, they would have gotten broughten. Yeah. And we definitely would have lost points. You definitely would You can't win with a dead person. On your you team. can't weaken that Bernie's your way out of a cheerleader. Oh, but wouldn't that be amazing if if a team got to do that and then they weakened at Bernie's? They just looked at it. They go, "Okay, we can't, we can't, can't do." But we got a rally. <laughs> like the end like of Cool Runnings where they pick it up on their shoulder. Tosser. So you just toss the dead body around. Oh, <laughs> with the pom pom still clenched. <laughs> It's like Zack Snyder's Bring It On. <laughs> Hit me up. That sounds like- <laughs> All right. And we also have somebody who has already been on the podcast. He's a graduate of the Sheridan Music Theater Performance Program, and he is a key lead and delivery driver for Superette. Please welcome to the show again, Daniel Greenberg. Daniel, how you doing, buddy? I'm so good, man. Thanks for having me again. Oh, thanks for being back on, man. And what's uh, what's something that your coworkers do not know about you? Ooh, man. Um, okay, sure. Pull this out of my ass. Um, when I was maybe like 14, I was taking this like musical theater day camp. And like this was the last day of the summer camp, day camp. And the next year I wouldn't be able to go back because I was going to be too old. So I proceeded to sure. walk home from that last day of camp, like the hardest cry I've ever ever had in my life because i had gone to this thing like every summer for the past seven years yeah. and that was like very formative in my love for for like like crafting a love for theater right sure so just like just oh just like convulsing as i'm walking it was it was uh yeah that was a, that was a good one that was fun <laughs> what would have if that was a movie scene what would be the song that was playing while you were walking Ooh. home rain pouring down just dry heavings, crying so hard. 
there's so many things I want to say. I want to say love hurts. I want to say danger zone, (laughs) Um, which doesn't make any sense at all. I love the idea of nothing happening, though. And just a kid like Charlie Browning along the highway and danger zone is blasting. Uh, (laughs) That'd be amazing. That'd be good. That'd be good. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you both for being on the show. This is so exciting. Um, We... Uh, we all work in the, the cannabis industry, so I want to ask, Lisa, hey. what was it about cannabis that made you want to work for it, um, with it, in it? Well, never mind the fact that I like it, uh, to consume it. <laughs> I just find, <laughs> just, just so people know, uh, I find <laughs> it, the science behind it all extremely interesting. Because, yeah. like, what stops a flower from growing into that exact same thing and vice versa? So, like, literally just the different chemistries inside of things make them different. The same way with, like, mushrooms. There's millions and millions of mushroom species on the planet, but there's, like, a handful that, like, get us high. So, it's just really sure. interesting. Yeah, I feel like if I knew my interest in cannabis was going to be, I would have paid more attention in biology in high school. Oh, 100%. Plants the plants didn't really interest me as much as the, the cannabis ones do now. Biology, like, sucked in, like, 2006, which was when I was in school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about you, Greenberg? What what uh, what made you want to get into the cannabis industry? My answer is going to be a little different. I mean, I, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed weed for as long as I've been smoking, but I wanted to get into the cannabis industry because it was an opportunity presented itself in the middle sure. of like COVID lockdown, where I thought that it would be a good idea to a get into like a very young industry. Yeah, um, that's still growing. It's going to change a lot, I hope and think, in the next couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I wanted—I thought it would be smart to try and beat people back to the job market after ah. everyone had lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so in June, I uh, applied for and interviewed, and that's—that's uh, that's really why. Um, yeah, smart cookie. Is know? it? <laughs> is it the weirdest job like like side hustle you've you've ever done uh apart from uh i've i've had a couple i wouldn't say none of them are like crazy weird like no i do some like event managing and staffing for this company that does like fundraising for like charity events and galas but that's oh, like cool. occasionally sure. um i worked at a bakery for a few months last year or two years now and i loved it great yeah um, i've had you some, make I've, a mean loaf i've seen pictures yeah <laughs> thanks bud thanks bud um yeah i've had some fun jobs this is one of them yeah <laughs> this is it's a good one so we uh we got together because we were gonna be smoking the same strain together and we smoked glibri og from muskoka grown yep. lisa what did you what did uh what did you experience from this thing um, I have a very nice and smooth high, uh, yeah. and like a mellow, chilled, like I was very relaxed in my body. I felt really nice and calm and like my mood was a little bit elated and yeah. I was just like, I was simply existing in like the best meaning of those words. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's it's uh it's a rare kind of like right middle of the road mm-hmm. hybrid. Like it 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 really does it doesn't couch lock you like an indica would and based on its lineage with OG Kush, like it could have leaned that way. And it doesn't really but it didn't feel very like uh I didn't I didn't need to get up and do something at do activities or create or anything. I was able to sit down and relax and enjoy a movie. So it, I I I found it to be really a relaxing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like paying attention oh. to the movie, which is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, uh, taste smells? What did you feel, Greenberg? Uh, when I cracked open the pre-roll, I didn't, I didn't get much. I did not get much on the nose. No. Um, no, no, I don't know. It, 
my pre-roll just might have been sitting out in the air too long. Sure. Um, just kind of like drying out, losing a lot of its character. Yeah. Um, I could like maybe get something a little earthy from it, but there wasn't really much I could really pick out of it. Yeah. I was reading that some people were, were talking about like, a, 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 like fr- there's a sweetness to it. I did not get any sweetness from my pre-roll. No, it was very, not. very earthy and very, you know, if anything, spices rather than, yeah, rather than actual sweetness. Yeah. But a fun time. It was great. I, I, yeah. I got to say, like I got home from work and I was, I had planned to watch the movie and I got home from work and it was a long day and I just lie down on the floor next to my fiance and dog. And I'm like, okay, I have to open my eyes, smoke this delicious weed and watch this movie. And I was afraid that the weed would have taken me off into La La Land, but no, it was sure. like, like you're saying that perfect middle ground. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of yeah. weed that does make you like, I find sometimes when I smoke certain strains, like halfway through the movie, I'm like, Am I watching anything? Like, am I retaining anything? <laughs> My eyes have been looking, but have I been here? <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't feel that way this time, which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I, I I felt very like like with it, and and I I mean part of it. The we're going to talk about the movie later, but the the movie does keep you on your toes. Oh, it does. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you want to doze off necessarily. Mm-hmm. How can you fall asleep when Gina Davis? How can you fall asleep? <laughs> Come on, she and she screams so much, and it's like so it's much. <laughs> <laughs> so the lineage of this of this uh, uh, beautiful beautiful strain is Gorilla Glue number four, OG Kush, and Blueberry. Blueberry is one of my absolute favorite genetics. I love Blue Widow. Is far and above my favorite type of weed ever i really like anything that comes from blue i think that there's like a it's a very kind of relaxing like like you were talking about lisa body uh attacking um uh, uh relaxing kind of thing uh i don't really have much experience with gorilla glue i i i don't i haven't tried a lot of stuff that's descended from it but have you guys had any experience with I I haven't really gorilla glue. Yeah, no. Like probably there's there's not a lot of gorilla glue that's on the market right now. It would be just things that are made from it. But there was in the summertime. I remember we seen a lot of like the the GG four from oh. Robinsons. I think had it. Mm, oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And then yeah. the blueberry seagull uh, from Color as well. Yeah, I saw yeah, a lot absolutely. Of that. Mm-hmm. I just like haven't. So it's like when you buy on the illicit market, you don't really know what you're getting. So sure. It's called like honeydew melon, but you're like, Oh cool. Whatever this is, I'll take it. It smells decent. Yeah. So will it get me high. Yeah. I'm like, will it, will it get me high? <laughs> <laughs> will this marijuana I'm purchasing get me high? <laughs> you, you know what I did like about Muskoka was that I went on their website and the information that they have about it is really, they, they put a lot on there and there's a lot of LPs that don't do that. They're playing their cards a little bit closer to the chest. This one talked about the, the drying process, the curing process. It's like drying is seven to 15 days, two to three weeks for curing. It's an indoor grow. Uh, it says caryophylline, myrcene, and pinene are the, the three major uh, uh, terpenes in it. F- uh, it's usually 15 to 25% for their pre-rolls. Uh, THC, our, uh, mine was 24.6. It was very strong. It was, it was a nice... Mine was around 22 or so. Yeah. yeah. Mine was also around like and, 21, 22. Yeah. And, but, uh, but it's still like... You know, I'm. A, I feel like I'm a heavy hitter, so a point five is not a lot, like for me to get on board for an entire evening. But it lasted through the whole movie for me, and it, it was a long movie. It was like two hours. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it, it lasted me the whole way through. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you both felt this. It was a real. The smoke I felt was a real thick smoke, like it was almost like buttery, like like a like a thick steak, but smooth. Smooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like a like a thick cognac or something. A nice yeah. little a syrupy liquor. Yeah, I'll think we're just yeah. Describing things I've never had, so I'm like, yeah, it's smooth. <laughs> like 
You've never had butter? I'll serve ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys are like steak. I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So would you uh, would you smoke uh, 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 blueberry OG again? I would. I'd want to. Yeah. I think I'd want to get my hands on something a little fresher. Um, sure. Maybe something I could like roll myself or pack yeah, in my vape yeah, yeah. or something. Um, I was just about yeah. to say that I would prefer flour next time over yeah. a pre-roll, but I think that's just because I'm biased. Because yeah. I love Store your cannabis like- properly, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and what they do with the flour, oh, they hard. use a, a nitrogen to uh, get all the oxygen out of the, like, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know what that process is uh, called. Like they, nitrogen flushed or something like that? Yeah, something some, like that. Some, yeah. uh, and it's supposed to keep it uh, uh, fresher longer. So I'd yeah. be interested to try a, to try a 3.5 of it just yeah. to, to see what the difference between the pre-roll and the, and the flour was. I feel yeah. like the flour will be better. Yeah. Well, is, and isn't that always the way? Is there anyone that's like, oh, well, our 3.5 is okay, but what you really got to get is our pre-rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so, so, Daniel, if hey. you were to sell this, uh, if you were to sell this uh, strain to a customer at work, what would be the headline for you? What would be, what would be the thing that you would sell this on? Going up to the cottage this weekend, grab yourself a pack of pre-rolls, walk through the woods, have a smoke. I love that. Clear-headed, smooth, easy, not too, like, crazy energetic, not too relaxed and calm. You just get to sit back and take it all in. Yeah. There's something, too, about how evocative the name of Muskoka is about that. Like, that feels very outdoorsy. It feels, yeah, yeah, right? Like, you're walking through the woods. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Lisa, how would you sell this to somebody? Elation and relaxation. Muskoka Blueberry OG. Oh, shit. It's a tagline and everything. Look at that. You already want it. We just smoked it. You want it again. <laughs> you want it again. <laughs> you want it again. <laughs> Is that going to be my catchphrase now? Sick. I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment, which means it's time for our first game. Now, Woo. this is a game called In It to Minute. In It to Minute. In It to Minute. This is the game where normally what we do is we have one person in one single minute have to explain the entirety of the events of the movie that we did, which was anyone? The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh. That's right. Uh, However, because we're in a group setting, what we're going to do is we're going to do this all together. The three of us It's going to start with Daniel. Lisa, you're going to be next and then I'm going to be after you. And we're going to one word at a time. Oh, no. Try to explain all of what happens in Long Kiss Goodnight within two minutes. (laughs) So everyone know how this is going to go? Uh, I can I have no the thoughts. <laughs> I was ready up until you said that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it's good. We're just looking for a beginning, a middle, and an end, and we've got 120 seconds to do it, which okay. is plenty of time. Tons. All right. We ready? So ready. All right. Here we go. Two minutes on the clock. In it to minute. Daniel, go. In it to minute. Uh. Woman. Uh, finds. That she is lacking memory. <laughs> so she finds a way <laughs> out by. Getting Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> to find out her uh, name and <laughs> they fight with people who used to work with 
her. Therefore, <laughs> a, a lot of death happens. <laughs> a child. Child is thrown. <laughs> the house. <laughs> Dive. And that's time. So uh, nicely done. That was what? What was it? Now it was a a a woman. I can't remember. A woman. Yeah. A woman lost memory. <laughs> Lost with she finds she finds Samuel Jackson <laughs> Samuel Jackson to they fight find the people name. she used to work with yeah, yeah she finds she finds her name find, yeah, yeah. Uh, her people name she used to work with and then they throw lots of fighting lots of death throw a kid yeah. out the window throw the kid out the window that's out the house. amazing Sorry. I think that honestly you don't even have to watch the movie now you heard that you really got it all. I would watch that movie specifically just for that line alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to find out what we thought about the long kiss goodnight right here on Let's Bogart. Don't go anywhere. All right, we're back. The long kiss goodnight. Oh, y'all, this movie, this movie is batshit crazy. Absolutely batshit crazy. I did not. I remembered this movie being an action movie, but I did not remember how breakneck the information, like the speed at which it moves, is incredible. What was, had you, Lisa? Had you seen the movie before this? Um, I have not. It seemed like it would be something similar to um, what is that movie with Morgan Freeman and that blonde woman? Along came a spider. Along came a spider. I thought it would be similar to that, which I love that movie. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just. It was longer, but also faster. But also, like, I was like, cool. Um, but it gave me all the good like '90s feelings. There is that some. There's that. a real kick of nostalgia oh, to yeah. a '90s action kick. movie, hey? That opening, the opening credits, I I knew what I was in for, and I was so happy. I know. I was like, this is a Z-list movie. Boo, keep going. I loved it. Yeah. I, I love the fact that it starts, and she's like, hi, you don't know me, but neither do I. She's just right out the gate. Like, she, the voiceover that disappears immediately after they use it to just, like, catch you up. Lack of follow-through on the film noir element. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be the studio being, like, they just shot it with just, like, her walking around and, like, giving the information out, and they're like, audiences are not going to understand. They're not going to be able to follow, because she doesn't, she had amnesia, and so she doesn't know who she is. Also, that's not how amnesia works. <laughs> also that. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an insane movie! Uh, uh, Greenberg, had you seen the movie before? I had not seen the movie. Um, I did a quick look up on uh, Wikipedia just to, like get a brief synopsis, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely watch this." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, 1996, and it was shot in Muskoka. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of Canadiana. I, I found I found watching the. Like just all this action stuff happening in in like small town Ontario was was so much fun. Honest Ed's in the background. Honest Ed's. Yeah. Oh come on. Yep. Hitting so much nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that I necessarily like recognize anything specifically from the Muskoka area. No, just, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're not familiar with Bracebridge, Ontario. That's crazy. <laughs> Hey, it's a tree. Ooh, a lake. <laughs> that was definitely by the beaver shop. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the movie was it it's it's trying to make an action star out of Gina Davis. 
And I thought it was it was really interesting because it's it's Rennie Harlan is the director and they were married at the time. They met the year previous uh, while filming Cutthroat Island, which was famously like killed the pirate genre for many, many years after that and was only resurrected uh with uh, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies Mm. because it was just so expensive and it went so over budget and they all tried to like pull out of it before it even started shooting. But they were like, we have our foreign backing, so we just got to just do it anyways. Was Gina Davis a pirate? Gina Davis was the main pirate. (laughs) And again, it was just her like jumping from carriages and like (laughs) falling into huge vats of water. And I would totally watch that, but I could also definitely see why... Maybe it didn't do too hot. Yeah, maybe not. It's her and Matthew Modine. Now, like, never have two, like, less adventurous. Like, they they just, neither of them struck you as swashbuckling. But, uh, but there they were in 1995 doing a, doing a friggin' Pirates movie. Amazing. I will say, Gina Davis, I don't think belongs in action movies. You don't think she does? No, I, I was just like, it just... She looks like a weird alien supermodel from the 1980s, which is amazing. But then you have you, you're trying to convince me that she she can shoot a gun, and I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know, I don't buy it. And there was an awful lot of stunt work and stuff that they There's did. A lot of stunt work. Oh my god, the poor woman. But yeah, it's weird because she, like we were going through her filmography to be like, I always just think of Gina Davis as this really normal person. Yeah. Like a real norm. But sh- her taste in what kind of movies she produces and tries to get made yeah. and gets involved with is weird. Like her taste is so strange. And then she sets herself as the like the normal the normal person at the center of the the tornado of strange that's going on around her. Because, like, even for a 90s action movie, this movie is weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's a strange movie. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you have Samuel Jackson with hair, so you know it's going to be a weird movie. (laughs) With those amazing hats. Oh, Oh, God, he had good hats. That outfit change halfway through? Uh, the green, like, like whatever fur, like oh, kangaroo hat. hat. Oh, yeah, with like so that good. turtleneck underneath, like the the gray blazer with like the green <laughs> check plaid. I was like, I'm wearing that tomorrow. I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming Samuel L. Jackson. God, he's just so cool. He's so cool. But I didn't. Okay, so talk about the script for a second because I, <laughs> the writing of it. Why? 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 Why does Samuel L. Jackson stick around? Like, what other than, like, they kind of go, like, well, he's being paid, so he gets some money. But, like, he seems like a low-level scammer when we meet him. Like, the setup for his character is like, yeah, we tricked this guy into thinking that he was, we were gonna, we were cops and we were this prostitute or whatever. Yeah. And then immediately he's just like, oh, no, like, he's gonna help this woman find the information about her past life because he's an investigator. And as like a pretty substantial like second character, I feel like he doesn't really, or he's not written to have something to work through on his own or to like work past on his own. No No arc, no nothing. So what's keeping him around? Like you're going to die. He said like halfway or three quarters of the way through the movie, he was like, why am I still here? And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, wait, yeah, I know. Like, why? Yeah, we know. Get out of the car. Like, they tried Get out of the car. The story happened, and I felt so... It was like watching like your mom and dad like make out, and you were like... Oh, Ew. it was awful, hey? <sighs> I have never been... Like, and I under... Like, it's not their fault. It's the, it's the script, I guess, but like... I've never felt so ill watching two like attractive people kiss on each other. And it's not that they had bad chemistry. There was just no, no. zero. There was zero chemistry. There was, yeah. there was no, at least there was nothing. Yeah. And to watch that just feels, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was Anyhow, like, nah. like <laughs> yeah. Like character, character motivation. Like I think if we, if we were to buy into what, 
Gina Davis's character is going through over the course of the movie. Maybe we'd give her the benefit of the doubt when it comes to things like that, but I don't even really understand why she was trying to seduce him. The first he goes, time that like, happened, it's because, was, yeah, that was weird. And he says, like, maybe you're trying to kill the old you so that you can be this new person who you found. But ugh, that's uh, that's a studio note. That's not a real character motivation. That's like, you got to add something in here because this is why is it so gross? <laughs> why is it so gross? Why is it so gross to have these people kissing each other? It was it's so funny. uncomfortable. Yeah. I thought like maybe a little femme fatale and it just kind of it came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. She tried Which to be Sharon Stone with like the slicked black. Slicked the slicked, back. Wow, yeah. that is hard to say. Slicked, slicked back, back blonde back. hair. There we go. <laughs> there you go, folks. Yeah, went very single white female all of a sudden. Or like Russian just... married female. <laughs> <laughs> Can we quickly talk? But then, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. I was just going to quickly talk about like the dream she has, where she's both her new self and yet her old self talking to each other. Oh god! Oh man! The mirror. The mirror. I've never seen CGI worse. (laughs) Jaws was better than that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't very good, and that's there was there was something because. Things started happening, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, 90s action movie, you don't have a lot of motivation. You just sort of go along for the ride, and events are going to take place or whatever. But, like, partway through, when she first, when she beat the first person and sort of remembered who she was, I was like, oh, this feels like the end of the movie. (laughs) And then it went on for another hour and a half. Like, it was still 90 minutes left. I felt like the movie could have ended, like... Yeah, a few times in this whole, this whole, uh, uh, what felt like an episodic. It could have been a short, realistic. Yeah, really and truly, like she just and and you just have the like Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing of like she's the she's cooking for everybody, but then a person, an assassin, comes in to try to kill her, and she suddenly remembers everything and kills him instead. (laughs) And then when she throws the knife, and she's like, "Chefs do this." I was like, "What chef?" I literally said right before she said it, I'm like, chefs don't do that. And she's like, chefs do that. And I'm like, what? She talked directly <laughs> to she, you. She, she, like, wrong. she talked to me. Neck and is like, chefs do that too. I was like, no, pretty sure they don't, bro. Pretty like, you're sure trying to make not. this make this tagline work for you, and it's it's not you're not gonna be able to do it. That poor father of her daughter. Oh my god. <gasps> Watching oh my god. just his wife murder somebody like snap the oh neck. My and God. It was brutal like so oh. r-rated oh, oh man but then like lick the cake off her finger what <laughs> is that like, that's the thing she was like <laughs> it's like <laughs> so not only is she remembering who she is but who she was was crazy i'm crazy how I else could like she have been a spy <laughs> oh boy Meanwhile, the husband says, I love you. You have to leave. I'm keeping our daughter. (laughs) But it's fine, y'all. She comes back and throws her out of the house. It's fine. (laughs) That toss out of the house after the hole that the grenade makes, and it's right in line with where the treehouse is, of like, no, 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 no. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, that was it was incredible. Oh man, Gina Davis. Yeah, really trying two years in a row, just really trying to get. She's going to be an action star, and I mean, she did all of that stuff. Like, I mean, he pushed. Uh, apparently, he pushed to have her doing as much of the stunts as she possibly could, mm-hmm. which is why, like the the stuff, the footage of her doing that shit looks great because you don't have to hide the face, you don't have to do wide shot, nothing. Like you can really see. Gina Davis, like having to <laughs> go on the torture wheel and be brought underwater. Oh my god! Did anybody and, else get anxious during that scene? I was so anxious. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that idea. That's a nightmare. An actual nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they like they timed it out uh, by being at home. They were like, "How long can you hold your breath, Gina?" And then like held her underwater in the bathtub. 
to see how many minutes she could do so that they didn't drown her while they were bringing her in and out. <laughs> yeah, it was That's intense. Insane. Where's my union rep? Yeah, no kidding. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? I'm trying to be an action star. <laughs> I really want to be an action star. <laughs> uh, so the writer of the script is named Shane Black. He was like the he wrote the Lethal Weapon uh, movies. Nice. He he directed Iron Man three. He wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, he did a bunch. He uh, all of them are set at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. It's his cake. Which I'm like, <laughs> it's his cake. It's his cake. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves nothing more than a little bit of violence happening around the holidays. That's that's on <laughs> what trauma. What do? That's that's you have some deep seated trauma with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently he was he sold this script to the studio for. Four million dollars, which was at the time entirely unheard of. No writer had ever been paid four million dollars for a single script. And people, the writers in Hollywood were upset about it. So he like bowed out of blockbusters for the next 10 years just to try to leave it alone. Let some of the other people get their stuff made. Crazy. But four million dollars for this movie. Crazy. In '96, yeah, that's with inflation. That's got to be that's a lot of money in the in that economy. <laughs> yeah, and this is why and you would think the story would be so good. You, we have to get this one because it's oh, pay him, pay him, just give him the four million that he's asking for. <laughs> but the the story is bonkers. It's absolutely, it's. It barely makes sense on a like scene to scene level. Like it's everything that's happening is exciting, but makes no sense. How many fiancés did she have over the course of this movie <laughs> and the course of like her timeline? And they would just change it in the moment. Like we've heard nothing about a fiance, and then it's like, oh yeah, David Morris is here. <laughs> oh, yeah, so by yeah. By the way, we have this postcard. whole history. What's that? Oh, sorry, I thought it was on the postcard. Oh. Oh, did I? So yeah, okay, that was set up before. Yeah, yeah. She's smart, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But really, it was like Timothy behind it all. Also, a villain named Timothy is like the least intimidating person (laughs) I've ever met. <laughs> like least kind of intimidating. wasn't very intimidating. You had like all of these like real the guy with the thing in his eye and the yeah. you had uh uh uh, uh, uh yeah D- David Morse and you had even uh what's his name there Brian Cox and then this like really young guy who's like yeah he was behind it all from the beginning and we're like did we even meet him yet like who is he we kind of did because we know his twi- like his other brothers the twins the property brothers because they all look the same wait what <laughs> no 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 not not a thing not a thing not real oh, I was so but when he first when he first came on screen i said like oh is that jonathan or drew and nope neither <laughs> i actually recognized him from <laughs> a two episode story arc on sex in the city in season three uh... Nice. <laughs> Why does he look so familiar? And he played this like jazz musician with ADHD. So that's how I know him. <laughs> Craig Bierko. I, I recognized him because he had a, a small part in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson and Benicio Del Toro there go down and they have to meet up with a photographer named Lacerda. And he comes into the room while while Johnny Depp is like high on mescaline or whatever, and Benicio del Toro just puts his shades on and just goes, "We're we know what you're up to, man." He's like, "All right, well, we'll we'll uh, see you tomorrow morning." <laughs> he was very good in that movie. That was a really good movie. That was I love that movie. I love that movie so much. Rennie Harlan, the director of this one, he directed Die Hard Two, Cliffhanger. And Cutthroat Island, and I think that there's there's something 
incredibly bonkers about all of those movies. I think that the there's a there's a part in this movie where somebody is watching TV and it doesn't have anything to do with the plot, but they're watching the Three Stooges. Yeah, and we hang on it for a second, and I think that that's. I think that that's smart, and I think that that is the director trying to show us that, like, you know what? These are all a bunch of, like, action gags and stuff, but, like, don't put too much thought into it. This is just all for fun. Interesting. Because it does seem like he he gravitates towards movies that don't fully take themselves seriously. It's a theory that I have. It, it might explain Cutthroat Island, but uh, I, I don't know if anything could fully explain Cutthroat Island. That's a really good theory. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even like think about it like that. I think he's doing like the action movie equivalent of slapstick uh, comedy. Mm. Like he's he's trying to do he's because things happen in this movie and buildings are like exploding all over the place. There's a little like grenade that is like. <laughs> Oh what my kind of grenade? god. That grenade just would have like shot out like shrapnel at people. It wouldn't have exploded the entire building in a fireball that they would have to leap through the window to escape. And then her shooting bomb. the eyes. Yeah. yeah. But visually it's really exciting. Yeah. So I mean that was a good God. scene. Them running down the hallway with this tiny little dinky grenade explodes, and it's the biggest explosion you've ever seen. They promptly <laughs> jump out of the window. My the favorite is when they look water. back because they're like, "What? It's not exploding!" And she's like, "Boom, boom, boom!" And then it does. <laughs> Unrealistic. 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 But it doesn't matter. We do, we don't care. We just want to see Larry and Mo jump through a window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, they they uh, apparently the Windermere Hotel had been built some hundred years uh, before the filming of this movie in Muskoka. It was a heritage building, and while they were filming, it lit on fire and burned to the ground. And the city of Muskoka <laughs> claimed that it was because of the lights that they were using to light it, and the they weren't able to prove it. So nothing happened. The production was just able to go, sorry about it, I guess. And snuck off and they've since rebuilt it. But yeah, yeah, that uh, that bit of history is gone because they had to shoot the long kiss goodnight. That's so sad. (laughs) And also the fact that they didn't like recoup the losses. That's also so sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Not great. You'd hope at least it would be. Yeah, like a successful movie, like it made someone something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Gina Davis. Everything. uh, Apparently, Samuel Jackson said that this was his favorite role that he's ever played. Whoa. Really? Ever. Uh, And this is like post Pulp Fiction. Uh, It's just before... uh, uh, Oh, but he had said it in 2019. So even movies that came after, like he 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 had a really good time on this film, I guess. I find that kind of crazy because Samuel Jackson, I'm convinced, just plays himself in every role. So <laughs> you would think every role would be his favorite. <laughs> but that that one where he had no business being there for that long was his favorite. <laughs> And you need a buddy so that you don't have your your protagonist just like having to talk to themselves. But like usually you give them something to do, especially if you're going to bring in a heavy hitter like Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson can handle shit at this point in his career. He's Nick Fury. Give him give him something to do. He's fucking Nick Fury. He's fucking Nick Fury. (laughs) Samuel Jackson character, his partner early in the movie. Yeah, did she just disappear? Did, oh yeah that was just like not I talked think, about or did something happen no she was the one that was like running tabs on everyone no like she was the one that got the information and then he followed yeah. the lead but then she doesn't appear for the whole rest of the film she, she's just there to set him up and they set him up so weird because here was here was my issue with it i kept going what is the scam that they're running on gina davis and then it was like mm. halfway through the movie where I was like, oh, they were never scamming her. They were just doing the work. He's a scam artist who's also just a legit yeah, PI. 
Wait. Yeah, so why why do that? I thought like why my take sorry, I'm like looking at you because I'm so I'm so shocked. I thought that what it was, like the scam that they were trying to run was that they thought she was scamming other people, so they were gonna scam the scammer. So they were gonna like maybe blackmail her and be like, we know you have a fiance somewhere else, da 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 da. But then it turns out <gasps> she has amnesia and um like doesn't remember who but she was. The reason the reason that they got in contact with each other was because she hired him and his PI service to find out about her past. He's like bottom of so the barrel PI. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she's hiring him to do the investigation, then surely she's not scamming anybody, right? Because what? <laughs> I feel like we all just confused each other on what the actual like plot of the movie was. But this is what I mean about this movie. It's so difficult to trace the like the tendrils of it. It just feels like a bunch of action set pieces that have been cobbled together. And are are barely uh, uh, influenced by one another. Nothing happens because of like, well, this happens, therefore this has to happen. It's like this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then it explodes. It's the kind of movie that you'd make if you're like in grade five, like art or drama class. Yeah. Okay, like what's like your ideal movie? What would you want to make? This one. They're like Our explosions, explosion action. Someone torture scenes. <laughs> yes. A child. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Gina Davis wet. <laughs> Put her in as much lingerie as we can find. All the lingerie. If we can find as much action lingerie as possible, that would be great. Put her in an 1800s wheel. We're going to tie her and dunk her underwater. I also <laughs> think, like, why did nobody address the fact that she had amnesia for eight years? And then all of a sudden broke out of the amnesia and was like, oh, I'm like a killer assassin. And everyone was like really chill about it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, well, glad you figured that out. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go kill all these people, but then I'll just come back and you'll be fine. It's like no therapy. No, like maybe we should talk about the implications of of this whole thing now. And Nothing. Her first her child like, is that kid. I was like, yeah. Miss Man? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> if oh, I ever man. saw my mom again, after she was supposed to be gone for like a couple weeks, and she came back with like short, slicked, oh my God, slicked back blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> raccoon makeup and was just myrtle lurtling people That's let me tell you i i remember being like five years old and coming downstairs from my bedroom and seeing my dad and he had shaved his mustache off and i was like mom who is this man <laughs> like there's when you're a kid there's certain things that really kind of like latch onto your like my dad has it. So if she comes back looking completely not like mom and murdering people, the amount of therapy this child is going to need to have anything resembling a normal life. Buddy, that, is that kid needed astounding. that kid needed therapy before all that stuff happened. Even <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. also true. She got the <laughs> God. You got Gina Davis as a mom. You gotta, you gotta be doing something. You gotta get, you gotta get some help. I would be scared to look at her in the face, I think. I'd be scared. You know what it would be difficult would be becoming a teenager and then having to, like, stand up for yourself or, like, like have a fight with mom. Like, where were you? 10 o'clock was your curfew. would be like, I'm sorry, mom. Please don't kill me. <laughs> that kid had no backbone. That whole, like, skating scene. Oh, my God. Life oh. is pain. <laughs> mom, no, mom, I can't. <laughs> Mommy, I fell. Ouch. I read, so I read about, there was supposed to be in the final act, Gina Davis would do something where she did like a triple axle and then a backflip and then shoot somebody in the head while doing it. And they, they they tried to figure out how to like wire it up so that it could happen and they couldn't make it look good. So they just cut it. 
Oh, I'd like to so see that. So that whole skating scene was supposed to be like a setup for a later scene that they ended up just cutting. They oh, should have left kept it the in. skating scene. I also, they like that skating scene where she skates across to like stop uh-huh. the cars. The most <laughs> unrealistic thing because do you know how long it would take you to put on those skates and like lace them up properly so you could skate oh, fast? Three seconds. <laughs> apparently for her she already had them on when she picked them up i guess because she did that so fast and then still manages to catch the cars i was like girl <laughs> but you know what even things like that i go ah action movie looney tunes three stooges let's just like get it on the go hmm. but there's things that didn't make sense that i'm like there was no reason to shoot it like this like when she's lacing up young child in the middle of the rink and just sitting there lacing up the skates. I'm like, no, no, go to the side. There are people skating around you right now. There is no reason for you to be starting to lace up your child's skates in the middle. If they had had a Canadian on their cast, they would have uh-huh. probably known that this is not the way that these things operate. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Somebody <laughs> call the tribunal. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that word today. So, so uh, this this movie. Would you? Would you? Would you, I'm starting to? Okay, so I've been watching video game movies, and the thing for me has been realizing that there is a difference between a great movie and a fun movie, and sometimes a terrible movie is super super fun, and I do think that. The 90s action movie tentpole feels like a, a thing that is done for fun rather than for prestige. Yeah. Yes. Would you would you watch this movie again for the fun of it now knowing what happens? Absolutely, I would. For me, there, yeah, there yeah. aren't many movies for that I watch that have like definitely just like a one and done situation. It's kind of like yeah. I would put it in the same category as I put uh the children under the stairs. Or like Flowers in the Attic or those types of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You watch it once and you feel super uncomfortable, especially by the relationships between the adults. And and you don't watch them again and you only actually ever watch them in group settings. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not something I I would be like watching alone. It would be me, my sister, and like a friend in the living room and we're trying to find the dumbest movie we can find. Between the years of, like, 1992 and 1998. So is there a favorite of those kind of movies that you have that you're like, if we don't find anything, we should just watch this movie? Oh, you know what I could do again? Uh, It's so embarrassing to admit. You remember Urban Legends? (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's one specifically, I think it's called Urban Legends, like, Urban Myths. And there's this one, spoiler alert, this movie came out like 30 years ago, but um, (laughs) there's this one scene that like still haunts me, even though it was so terribly fake, where Uh there's like the popular girl who makes fun of everyone and she gets out of bed and she like looks in the mirror. It looks like there's a pimple. So she goes to pop it, but then like spiders come crawling out of her face, like a spider laid egg. So they're crawling everywhere. And she bangs her head into the mirror. And then there's like a giant shard of glass. And instead of pulling it out or like leaving it in, because you're actually not like health and safety, you're not supposed to remove things when they insert themselves in, when they stab you. (laughs) 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 You're not supposed to remove them. Not supposed to. She, instead of leaving it there, pulling it like like this out, no one can see what I'm doing, but like sure. that, she just drags it down her face. <sighs> Ew. It is the most horrid scene, but that made it so good because there's something about 90s gore, specifically yeah. like D-list movie gore, that's uh-huh. so unbelievable that it's good. <laughs> Sorry for discussing, everyone. <laughs> I love it. Greenberg, is there a 90s movie that you go to that, like, this is this is going to be bad shit, so much fun? 
I feel like this movie has a lot of rewatch value for me, honestly. It's just so yeah. bloody ridiculous and fun. <laughs> I love like, that movie. why would this happen? Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't think of 90s movies, but like one that I used to go back to all the time was Knocked Up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not necessarily a great movie, just like, no, just a silly, fun movie. It just has rewatch value. Well, and you know, every single bit part in that movie is somebody who is absolutely humongous now yeah. in the comedy Hollywood world. Yeah, you got just like it's it's a it's a treasure trove of young comedians who are making their first their first big breaks, which is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I like a good knocked up. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our second segment, which means it's time for another game. Are you two ready for this? Yeah. I am. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little game called Trivial Perhoot. Trivial. Trivial. Ooh. This is where I am going to tell you both facts from uh, 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 either this movie or a different movie. Okay. And you're going to have to decide whether it's this movie or the other movie. At the end of it, you're going to get to guess what that other movie was. Nice. Oh, this is like ready for this? trivia that comes on before cinema movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's but it's better because it's got weed in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Oh no! Okay, well this this bit of trivia is uh, uh, real real easy for somebody. Uh, Lisa, the script sold for an unprecedented four million dollars. Is that about this movie or the other movie? This movie. Hey, you're both winning so far. Isn't that great? <laughs> All right, Daniel. When Rennie Harlan fired the chief camera operator during a dispute. He's the director. More than two dozen crew members quit. Did that happen on Long Kiss Goodnight or this one, uh, this other one? I'm going to say this other one. It was the other one. That's Yay! right. Two down. <laughs> All right, Lisa. Oliver Reed was cast in this movie, but was fired after he got into a bar fight at the local watering hole and mooned Gina Davis. Is that this movie or the other movie? The other movie? It was the other movie. (laughs) Daniel, Samuel L. Jackson has, oh no, has stated this is his favorite role he's ever played. (laughs) I would say, Daniel, I think that's this movie. That is this movie. Yeah, I really should have looked over these facts before (laughs) because I just got a storage of them. But I didn't remember which ones I put as trivia for this. Hopefully I didn't do that to too many of the other ones. All right, Lisa. Uh, was it Long Kiss Goodnight or the other movie that lost over $147 million at the box office? This movie. It was the other movie. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, the av- Dan, the average shot length was 2.9 seconds. Is that this movie or the other movie? This movie. Yeah, it absolutely was. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa, broken pipes leaked raw sewage into the tank where the actors were meant to swim. Oh, I feel like that was was this this movie movie or the other. Was it this one? It was not. It was the other movie. Okay. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, you both got the majority of them right, so you win. So the only question left is, what was the other movie? Do you have any guesses? Oh, the Cutthroat Island? Yeah, it was Cutthroat Island. Yes! (laughs) Amazing job. Nice! (laughs) All right, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back, and we're going to find out if we puff or pass on the long kiss goodnight. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. So this is the last segment of the show, which means we have to decide whether we puff or pass on the long kiss goodnight. So puff is let's do it. Pass is maybe we'll watch something else. So Lisa, do you puff or pass? Uh, can I? I think I would, I think I would pass. If I you pass, eh? If I 
didn't have y'all, I probably would never have watched this or known about it or perceived it. So that's and you would have been fine with that, eh? Yeah, I would have lived my life as normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lisa, if um someone were smoking Muskoka Blueberry OG, uh, and and they were like, "I was thinking of watching Long Kiss Goodnight," you're like, "Don't watch Long Kiss Goodnight." What do you suggest to them to watch instead to pair with this strain? Oh, man, well, if you want something that's like terrible '90s action slash horror i would say urban legends urban myths <laughs> daniel do you puff or pass on the long kiss good night i think i'll puff on this movie once every few years yeah yeah that's a fun one yeah so uh if somebody was watching long kiss good night they had smoked some Muskoka grown uh, blueberry og and they're looking for another movie to follow it with what do they put back to back with it. Jurassic Park. Hey, I can get behind that. I love the movie. <laughs> you need you need some maybe a little more escapism and like it has its own action sequences, but like I just think the theme music is really nice and peaceful and after that movie, that's something I need. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey man, you need a little bit of peace. Not this <laughs> 2.3 seconds cut every 2.3 seconds. Yeah. And the script for Jurassic Park makes sense. Like, everyone has it. Oh, it's so well-crafted. And they've got everyone has a very different point of view that's mm-hmm. all in conflict with one another. So you get to understand where they're coming from. You've got a great arc for your protagonist, but also arcs for everybody else. Yeah. Like, oh, man, really cool. I like Jurassic Park a lot. Um, I would what would I puffer pass in this movie? Honestly, okay, I love Shane Black. I think Shane Black is an excellent writer. My, uh, my fiance sort of hates him, but I think he's excellent, and I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is just one of my favorite movies ever set at Christmas. I think Robert Downey Jr. is so good in it. I think Val Kilmer. It's maybe the best thing he's ever done. Other than Doc Holliday and Tombstone. Wow. But he's excellent in it. Everyone is so on board. And the script makes sense. Like, Shane Black, I think, became a better writer as he went on. And he had a lot of hits in his early career. And I think Lethal Weapon is still a great script. But this one just feels like it's it's really Looney Tunes bonkers. And it sort of loses me a little bit. In a way that even, like, a bonkers Michael Bay film, like like a con air or the rock or something like doesn't lose me mm-hmm. and barely you have motivation for those those ones too but it's i don't know there's something cohesive that feels very like um in this movie very frantic so i'll tell you what i would show this movie to somebody who has not seen it cool i would watch it again to be like guess what we're gonna watch the long <laughs> kiss good night tonight and it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> They unfriend you yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. But I think I would pass, and I would just say, like, like go check out a Shane Black that, that isn't necessarily this, because I think he, he sort of does the same things um, later on, but does it in a more cohesive way. Even Nice Guys, with Russell Crowe and... Uh, uh, yeah. What's his name there? Uh, Cereal-eating guy. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think yeah I think that there's something really really special about his writing that I think doesn't doesn't quite work in this one but it's a lot of fun so if you're if you're high as shit and you're wanting a, a 90s action action thriller I mean check it out it's crazy <laughs> Um all right so th- that's the end of the show so thank you both so much for being on Lisa where can people find you online they can <laughs> what should, look at what should they be paying camera, attention to camera um <laughs> they can find me online on my instagram at araculisa if you want to see me post simpsons memes and just dumb stuff about my life as well as on tiktok at lisa lee with ease does that make sense l-e-e-s-u-h-l-e-e um yeah on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I am just learning TikTok right now. I I don't know TikTok very well, and I've been going on, and I feel 
like the oldest man alive. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just like, why are they just showing me videos? I haven't even told them what to, I want to do yet. <laughs> and someone told me it's an algorithm. I'm like, oh, I just feel like my dad. Oh, I feel struggling with technology when I'm on there. <laughs> But It'll I'm like to YouTube. and having a good time yeah. and laughing because all the other 100-year-olds are on there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, Daniel Greenberg, where can people find you online? You can check my Instagram at Daniel Stephen Greenberg. You can check another one of my Instagrams, Do You Want This Thrift, where my fiance and I have this really fun business that we chatted about once upon a time. And also a newer one uh, on Instagram, a pepperoni pepperoni. We, hey, it's not my Instagram. It's, it's, dog on Instagram. it's my dogs. So cute. Yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> I I couldn't have wished for uh, a couple greater people to have gone on this really wild ride with. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. So thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the show. Tons of fun. No it was a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Thank you for having us. Well, buds, that's going to do it for today's show. <laughs> I had a blast. I hope you did too. Remember to follow Lisa at Oraculisa. O R, what is it? O R A C U L I S A on Instagram. And Lisa Lee, L E E S U H L E E on TikTok. You can follow Daniel at Daniel Stephen Greenberg on Instagram. Do you want this thrift on Instagram? And Pepperoni Pepperoni on Instagram. You can follow me us here at Let's Bogart, at Let's Bogart on Instagram and Twitter. You can visit the website, www.danielwilliston.com slash let's-bogart. You can follow me on Instagram, at Daniel Williston. And so, are you a bud tender listening to this? Are you? Do you work in the cannabis industry? Why don't you reach out to us? Do you have a, a group of people who work in your retail location who would like to be on an episode? Gather them together and uh, uh, shoot us a message over at, at Let's Bogart on Instagram or at our email, Let's Bogart at gmail.com. I'm trying to expand the horizon of, uh, uh, of who's going to get on the show. And I know that Canada is a big, wide country with a whole lot of people working in its industry, in its cannabis industry. And we want to uh, highlight those people. So if you're one of those people that deserves some highlighting, get in touch. We'd love to have you on. Are you a cinephile? You're waiting for the right movie or a, a great movie to that you're you're waiting for us to do that we you want us to pair something up with? Write us in. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you can, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rate and review. Some rates have been coming in. We have a few reviews there, but uh, reviews, even if you're like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> even that helps us. So uh, uh, any reviews you can do, please drop it in there that would be great that's a great way of helping the podcast and keeping it going so that we can continue consuming the best weed that's out there and watching the best movies was this a best movie <laughs> the best movie that's out there who knows it's fun it's a ton of fun i think if you if you watched it and you were blitzed out of your mind you'd, you'd have a great time you'd have a great time great to watch with people or a person that you're isolating with because you're being safe. Ah, bud, so great. Ah, big thank you to Aaron Smith who helped produce this episode. Let us know that Muskoka was where they shot Long Kiss Goodnight, which made it, the pairing, uh, just uh, uh, so much sweeter. <laughs> it was great. I had a great time. I think Lisa and Daniel did too. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rate and review. Follow us like our statuses our statuses our posts whatever it is on instagram who knows i'm trying to figure out tiktok still <laughs> tune in next week when we will bogart once more